I guess the challenge too is the time as well, finding time to do these things as well as working in my full-time role. I Believe in You, proudly supported by RAH McDonald's. Hello and welcome to Season 4 of I Believe in You, the podcast about setting your goals and achieving your dreams. I'm Lizelle Hartley, a business and personal mentor, and over the course of this season, we will be talking with seven more individuals who have turned their passion into a career. This time, we are talking about style, how it can change both your own perspective and those around you. Whether that's clothing that makes you present yourself well or something that gives you that little boost when you need it. How we look and, more importantly, how we feel can help give us the confidence to chase our goals. Bianca Kirai is the owner of Bianca Gale Styling and join us on this episode Welcome, Bianca. Thanks, Lizelle, for having me. Pleasure. I'm looking forward to having a chat to you today. Can you explain to us what is your business and what is your main role? Yes, um, I'm the owner of Bianca Gale Styling, which is a personal styling and colour analysis business. My role as an image consultant is to make my clients feel confident and love what they wear um, so that they can step into their best versions of themselves. I do wardrobe audits and I also give style advice and I um, also run an online pre-loved clothing shop called Fancy Find, which is an extension of um, Bianca Gale styling. You all know I absolutely love fashion. So you also run a jewellery business. So fashion, styling, pre-love, jewellery, tell me a little (laughs) bit more about the jewellery bit. Yes, so jewellery, I've been designing and creating jewellery for many years now and it all started when I just couldn't find anything I liked in the stores. So I decided to just create something for myself, for my own tastes and uh, then my friends would always comment and ask me to make them something too. We all thought it would be a good idea to start doing jewellery parties. So that was a lot of fun. I started doing jewellery parties with friends and family and it just kind of took off and I still love it. I still create many pieces. You must be very particular because the shops is full of jewellery and to say I couldn't find any jewellery that I like, it means there must be a specific style about that. Or was it just literally a love to create it? It was a love for being creative and it was also a love for having something that meant something to me rather than buying um, something off the rack, I guess you could say. I wanted something that I could create that had meaning behind it so that when I put the jewellery on, then I could proudly say, I made this, this is what inspired me to make it and that's how I felt special wearing my own things. I love that because for me it's all about connection. In the fashion world you have to connect with your pieces, your labels. I'm definitely one of those that goes for local businesses, especially if I know the the person behind the brand. Yes. So there's value in that, in supporting somebody local that started their business or even supporting somebody that you know. 
it brings a different meaning to the earrings than it you does. just buy something. You also have the pre-love section, which make me very excited. I believe there's so many amazing clothing pieces in wardrobes because it doesn't fit anymore or it doesn't work for that person. And even myself, there's a few pieces if I, that I've wear to death. If I can get a second-hand one because they're not in the shop, I straight away will buy it just to replace what I've got. So you get this great idea to do a pre-love boutique yes. where you can gather those pieces that has been purchased and maybe only enjoyed one or twice and it's not usable anymore and bring it to your clients that they can enjoy it now. My cousin and I would always be clearing out our wardrobes. We would go through them and we would find things that we loved but we didn't wear anymore and we would always find time to go to the market and we would sell our clothing that we didn't need anymore. Um, and then it just cut my love for that kind of way of dealing with the clothing just kind of progressed into what I'm doing now. So rather than going to a market, I'm selecting beautiful pieces from wardrobes across Perth and I'm putting them on a website for uh, my clients to shop for a pre-loved item if they didn't want to buy something brand new rather than the item going to landfill it's getting a second use I think that's another thing that I love about doing this is that it's just preventing that landfill it's getting a second time love yeah you can always find some fabulous things on the website I've got some beautiful vintage um, Alana Hill stuff going up soon so very excited about that and they can also come to you and you style them with yes. the pre-love items. Yes. And it's the same as the jewellery. Sometimes you just can't find it in the shop now because the shops is all about the fashion trends mm. that's in. Yeah. And your body shape or your personality is not always working with that fashion trend that's, that's right. in it. If you want something unique um, that speaks to you, then I've got a lot of different varieties and um, unique pieces for you. And you're a stylist, so you can style them as well. It's not just buy this, it's let me show you let how to wear it. Let me show you work. how to wear it, yep. Great, great concept. When did your business journey start? Was there any specific moment or incident that started this? My business journey into personal styling um, started a few years ago when um, I was working as a support officer and I did feel that I was outgrowing the role. I knew that I was capable of doing a lot more and I needed, I'm a very creative person, I believe, and I just needed a little bit more of an outlet or something so that I could just progress towards. I also knew that I to elevate my position within the company I'm was working for that I also needed to elevate my style a little bit better so I um, switched out wearing the company logo t-shirts and started wearing beautiful blouses and getting dressed up the way I felt you know spoke to me and then I noticed that I became a lot more confident um, speaking with the right people within the company um, talking to the CEO and then I'm presenting a business case to a, a panel of general managers. I guess I, I got a new position just from 
presenting myself well and becoming more confident and um, I'm still in that position at the moment. So yeah, I do believe that um, style matters. I'm a strong, strong believer of that. Yeah. That the way you present yourself, the way you dress, not only the way they sees you Mm -hmm. but also the way you feel yes by going into a meeting if you feel good about your style Mm -hmm. I know that you can sell whatever you need to sell because it helps you with that confidence yeah that's right and when you look the part I guess people are always making judgment based on your appearance and um, they're judging your capabilities and if you're looking the part then they're going to judge you fairly on what you can do and what you have to offer. So, yeah. But sometimes it's not just definitely looking the part, but it is if I trust you with my money, I trust that you know how to dress as well and you know the value of clothing. So if you go into a financial planner or somebody in the bank, you want them not to look like a kindergarten teacher (laughs) because they knew a little bit and this is just how we are and it's not about being judgmental but it is really to line up the styling with the profession it's a very fine line Mm. to understand what am I as a person what am I in the career Mm. and what do my client want to feel throughout my dressing Mm. so I know Lots of people that listen to us think you get up in the morning and you get dressed. But there's literally, the minute you do planning Mm -hmm. and you um, enjoy your style by keeping your own personality, think of your body shape, you think of who you're seeing today and what is the purpose of that. Mm. If somebody just gives you a guideline, it's becoming much easier Mm. to go forward with that because you know what that is. And that's why your career that you, your new business that you start is actually so important for everyone. That's out right. There. Yeah, you're branding for your own business. You yeah. do. You want to be the business card exactly. for what you're presenting. Yeah. So, this is a very new business journey for you in your styling. Was there a few challenges that you can tell me? Because you're not just starting a new business, you're still in a full time role. And I call it passion to business so this is your sideline hassle yes that you're busy setting up in a business it is so exciting I think for me this is most exciting time in a business but it also come with its challenges tell me your challenges that you literally dealing now with as a new business owner the overwhelming to-do list there's lots of things to do there's so many things I want to do and I want to get everything set up right and um, I guess the challenge too is the time as well finding time um, to do these things as well as working in my full-time role and not only that I've also got you know my 13 year old son who has before school classes, after school activities, making sure he's doing his homework and things like that as well. Yeah, I say a mum is a full-time job by itself. <laughs> by itself it is. <laughs> so there's that as well. So I'm juggling a lot of things at the moment, but I think the challenge is my to-do list and just tackling what, what takes priority and just setting up some boundaries um, to work on my, my styling business. 
So this is very easy to say because I know every listener that started that business and is in the same shoes as you today say, yes, time, number one problem. I don't get to do what I want to do mm. and overwhelm. Those are the three most biggest blocks that's mm. in my road going to where I want to be. Mm. And then they call it the mummy guilt. You mm-hmm. sometimes get the mum guilt because you want you on your business when you think you need to be with the children. So how do you go about to deal with this? We all know that that is the problems, but what have you done in your business? Because your business is growing successfully. Mm-hmm. You're setting up. I know your workshop is coming up soon. Mm-hmm. So those things is in place. What do you do to be on top of all those challenges? So first of all, I try to get up a little bit earlier. (laughs) You (laughs) sacrifice? Yep. So Mm -hmm. sacrifice the warm, cozy bed, getting up earlier and um, just starting the day. So um, and that usually just entails just maybe checking a few emails and making sure I know what's coming up. I find we've been working from home a lot. Uh, lately because of the pandemic and um, moving we're gradually moving back into the company offices now so what I'm finding is I need to go into the office to complete my full-time job because if I'm working from home I get sucked into doing the things I love which is my styling business and I want to work on that and then like you said the guilt I feel guilty that I'm you know, not working on my full-time job. So what works best for me is going into the company offices, getting that work done. Then I know when I come home, I can switch that off because the, the, the fields of work I'm in are two very different industries. So I, I need to be able to switch off one and turn on the other, which helps me, which helps me a lot. So when I get home, I know that I've completed my full-time job's work and I can now be mum. I can make sure Felix is doing his homework, get the dinner prepared, and then I'm like, right, let's do my styling business. (laughs) So if I can put that over to two words, I will say it's sacrifice Mm -hmm. and discipline. Yes. Sacrifice, and sometimes it's something as small as social media Mm. or the one TV program that you really love. Just last night, my son said to me, oh, mum, so are we going to sit down and watch our favourite show now? And I said, I'm sorry, sweetheart, I've really got to do this work. It was about 7.30, you know, when normally I would sit with him and, and, yeah, you do feel a little bit guilty. So, But it was just a sacrifice I had to make because I had to submit the assignment. I remember when I was I wrote my first book, I literally wake up every morning at four thirty. It was not the most pleasant. It was in summer, which was great, but that was the only time that I could work on my mm. book. Four thirty in the morning mm-hmm. till up to my six thirty when I had to be available for the house. And that was every single day and I didn't go off that. That's why I could reach the deadline and my book was printed and it was there. Now, if I think, how, how do you do that? That's honestly just mm. 
that sacrifice of your morning sleep. But that also teach you that you through your day, you might sacrifice other things that take your time where you're not very productive, you will might cut that out. And the thought that that's only a short time, mm -hmm. let you do it. Mm -hmm. the, the idea that you know, okay, we're not watching our favorite program with your son, but when I'm on top of things, I'm going to call him and we can rewatch it. That's the great thing of technology as well. Have a big bowl of popcorn. Absolutely. Back, we yeah. rewatch it. It's still there for us to watch. But now this is that discipline that you need to put in and that sacrifice yep, you absolutely. need to make. And if you got on top of that, then you know you got it. One thing that I do a lot with my clients that works so well, I want to see your timetable when you do what. Mm -hmm. And I don't care if you can't keep to that timetable, but every Monday we go back to the timetable. Right. And we try to stay on that timetable as much as we can. What I found with that, it gives you more brain space. Mm. It gives you more productive time. Mm. Because if you have a timetable and you only have so long to do a certain task within your business, you're going to go in there and you're going to do it and you're going to be productive in that time. Where if you don't have that timetable, you probably spend double double the time on the same task because today I allocated for it. Yes. We, now that you got your timetable, you realize I only got three hours yeah. to get this task done. Yeah. And you better prepare, you go in there and you do that. So I know this is going to be a challenge for you for the next six months still to juggle that. But well done. I think it's absolutely great to take yourself away for your full-time job. Mm -hmm. Don't do it mm -hmm. in the same place where you do your new upcoming business. Because again, that's like that time block. My time block for, for my full-time work is this time and I give it my all because I know after hours there's something else yes. that needs my attention. So is there any particular people that um, is mentors who support you on your journey? Yes, um, my husband, he's very proud of me and he's um, been my biggest fan right from the very beginning. He's always encouraging me to dream big and just to go for it and um, yeah he's he's also helps me with all my technical support as well so he's very supportive yeah. in that way he's an IT expert and he's helped develop my website and just get those little things for me up and running which has been a great thing for him to do and I'm really really grateful. I can understand that so clearly because before I had my PA we were actually having a joke that my my husband even called himself my he's, he's my PA <laughs> because I will make his little list for him yeah. and he will come <laughs> home from his work and he have his little list to help me on my business yeah. and that is such a great help if you have a friend or a husband or somebody close to you that have the expertise. Mm. Let them help you. Yes. Let them support you because the steps, it help you to move forward in the business. And that growth in your business, mm -hmm. is that support is just helping you because the time in you think, this is enough. I don't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And I know every new business owner get to that point where say, enough is enough. This is not for me. Mm -hmm. That they are there to say, no, yeah. let's do it. You're doing well. Yeah. 
besides your husband, any mentors that you had through your life or that you have now? Yes, that I have now. Lizelle, thank yeah. you so much <laughs> for your um, all your wisdom. And um, I can't wait to see where um, this journey goes with you. So I'm very, very grateful that I found you. Also, my family as well. They've always been supportive um, with with what I what I choose to do, and um, they just help me in any way they can. So I'm just lucky to have that little close knit family, and um, that really helped me get through. Yeah, that is so important to have those mentors because. You- you have those people that give you input. Mm. It doesn't mean you're always going to do what they say mm. or that's going to be exactly your direction. Mm-hmm. But to get somebody outside of your business have an input mm. or for you to know, I have somebody that I respect that's going to guide me and help me to be where I want to be. And the other thing about a mentor is they normally think bigger than you. Those mentors around you can see the end results bigger than you because you're so busy building this business and juggling the balls that they see the end results and that's why their opinion is so valuable and their support and guidance. And for me, it's absolutely a pleasure to be with you on your journey as a mentor. Love the fashion world, as everybody (laughs) knows, but love to see how an idea and a concept going over to be a big successful business. Mm. Two years from now, Bianca, where do you see yourself two years from now with your styling business? I'm definitely hoping to be running this full-time. I would love to step away from um, my full-time role into this styling side of things and um, I'd love to have a Bianca Gale styling boutique somewhere where I could display my jewellery and my pre-loved clothing and have a place for women to come and get styling advice and we can do workshops and just a nice little community where we can just all get together. I cannot see why not. Yeah. So I know it's safe to say I would love to, but I kind of want to say guarantee this is your journey. There's such a potential for pre-love and pre-love with a stylist to get in there. I can just see how that can be absolutely a perfect, amazing place. So let's start looking for a venue so long. Yes, let's do it. (laughs) So your favourite phrase that you can leave our guests today with, what will that be? Style is a journey, not a destination. If you would like to know more about Bihanka and her business, you can find her details in the episode description. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, I believe in you. Thank you for listening to the I Believe in You podcast. If you're interested in being coached by Lizelle, we have a number of solutions available for you, no matter where you are in the world. You can find all the details for these and how to get in touch in this episode's description. This podcast is proudly sponsored by RAH McDonald's. It's more than Maccas, it's developing personal excellence for life. I Believe in You is produced by Bad Bard Productions.